You're listening to the On The Rise podcast, the podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs as we make our way to the top. Here is your host, known as the property shark, Mr. John Lee. What's up, everyone? John Lee here, also known as The Property Shark, and welcome back to another episode of the On The Rise podcast. Today, joining us, we have Anthony. You want to help me with your last name, sir? Sarandria. Sarandria. Thank you. I I butchered so many last names. Don't worry about it, bro. (laughs) Um, He is a a Forbes, you know, he's on the Forbes motivational list. Um, he's, He's an internet marketer. Um, he's a philanthropist and he's just crushing it with the lead generation game. So Anthony, thank you so much for being on the show today. Yeah, of course, bro. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Absolutely. Anthony. Um, and for people that don't know too much about you, could you give them a quick introduction about yourself? Sure. Yeah. So we drive, uh, we essentially are, uh, very similar to a lending tree. If people listening are familiar to lending tree where we connect Americans with different financial products. Um, and insurances, things like that. So we drive a little over a million customers a year. We spend close to six figures a day on online ads, uh, whether Facebook, Snapchat, TikTok, YouTube, you name it, we're, we're, we're on there. And, uh, and yeah, really connecting it to like a Geico of the world or something like that who can actually, you know, underwrite and service the insurance policy, but we're, and we get paid for the introduction of the customer. That's really, really cool. And Anthony, how did you get started in this where how did he discover the world of online marketing yeah i i, I uh, honestly I, I i saw someone just kind of hanging out on a tuesday uh, you know playing basketball and he was an older guy and i just thought everybody worked nine to five so i asked him what the hell he did he said he worked on the internet i had no idea what that meant but i knew that i uh i definitely wanted to have the flexibility to shoot hoops on a tuesday so it's funny a lot of people you know now come up on online or internet or real estate or anything and it's you know they want a car they want this they want that like I literally just wanted the flexibility to play basketball on at like, you know, one o'clock on a Tuesday if I wanted to. So yeah, that, that's how I, uh, so I ended up shadowing the guy on uh, the company went real quickly from, you know, a, a couple million dollars a year to almost $300 million in uh, about 18 months. So it was a pretty wild journey. I got to see, uh, you know, get to, got to run budgets and, and went with having zero experience at high dollar amounts and, and really got to sharpen my chops on how to, uh, how the internet actually works. And I think I just became obsessed with the idea of, and similar to what you just mentioned, being able to have an infinite touch on people and not being location or time bound, which is really, you know, not ha ha funny, but really pro, you know, funny given today's, today's day and age where a lot of people are moving from, you know, a lot of the stuff they did face to face. Like how do you create those automated systems online that, that can supplement or, or, or even potentially replace, you know, what, what you were doing before door knocking or having in-person meetings, things like that. Yeah, that's fantastic. So this guy was shooting hoops and then you just walked into and talked to him. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, in terms of shadowing, what is your take on, on like a mentor and, and having someone there? Did he work for free? Did he pay you? Cause people yeah, talk. Yeah. yeah I, I literally begged him to work for free and I didn't really, I, I didn't understand the value of time. Cause I was like, why wouldn't she want a free worker, dude? And, and then, uh, <laughs> And, and like, and you know, and, and, you know, now it's like, oh, duh. Cause I was taking up some of this guy's time, you know, and, and my, and his team's time and stuff like that. So really learned the value of time. I think from that lesson, cause I was like, 
I don't get it. I, I'm telling him I'll work for free. I'm telling him I'll go. And he's like, oh, let me think about it. I'm like, think about what I'm working for free. So anyway, as far as uh, my opinions with mentors, I, I think it's the single greatest hack in, in to life. It's, it's uh, you know, really it's the same principle you hear, read a book, read a book, read books, read books. Really what you're saying is download something that's taken someone decades to learn lessons or millions of dollars to, to get experience on and download it into, you know, 200 pages. It's the same thing I think with a mentor, except it's a lot more, I think of a, of a rich communication. So like, just like you and I are having here, I can say something, you can ask a question and we can pivot and go versus, you know, a book is kind of the same story to everyone. Not that there's anything wrong with books, but it's really, you know, surrounding yourself with someone who's where you want to be. Um, and really them giving you the playbook there's that's really in my my opinion again the, the single greatest hack to life that's absolutely amazing and uh how old were you when when this event happened um uh, 19 ish or late teens yeah late teens yeah that's crazy and definitely not go- 21 i know i couldn't drink yet so before you couldn't time. drink yet <laughs> <laughs> And did you go to school at all by any chance? I did. I did. So I actually, okay. uh, so funny enough through, through a lot of college, you know, I, I, uh, I, um, I, I, I didn't really like do anything crazy as far as like career wise. And then really my the back half, my probably junior and senior year of college when I was really like, let, let's figure out what the hell you're going to do with your life, you know? And, mm-hmm. and, and, um, uh, so I, I got, I got a nice spark and, and, uh, and, and really started working a ton of different jobs. I started, learning how the internet worked. I started doing door to door sales. Like I started just doing a bunch of different shit. Cause I had, you know, someone tell me crawl Xing something off was just as important as circling it. So I got, had, I just remember having this tremendous amount of anxiety of like, what the fuck am I going to do with my life? <laughs> yeah. And, um, and, and it was overwhelming. Cause I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I want to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer. Like, I don't know. So someone was like, hold on, hold on. Why don't you just figure out what you don't want to do? And eventually it'll wiggle down. And like, that to me was the single greatest like clarity I had in like, you know, in, in, in my teens of like, okay, so I just have to figure out what I don't like to do. Like, yeah. So literally, like, like I said, like I would just shuffle in and out of jobs, just, oh, like this, cross it off. Oh, don't like this. Oh, kind of like this about this job. Maybe we'll do a little bit more of that and just kind of, you know, learning along the way. But that, that Xing things out, I think for anybody listening, especially if they're, you know, younger ages or in general, and you're just trying to figure out what the hell to do with your life. It, it, it was really a, a massive uh you know breath of fresh air for me that's powerful and and i always ask that question about education and there's always debate of go to school or not but i think you found a great way to to take an opportunity that you know that that people would go or have to go or given the circumstances they go to school but you found a way uh to flip it and instead and figure out what you wanted to do in life and i feel like a lot of people are going to be anxious Especially, you know, if they're graduating this year, uh, (laughs) given the circumstances, but for sure. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, to, 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 to your, to your point, you know, school, I I don't ever recommend to or not to, I think for me, if I look back on school, what did I learn the most? It was really building up a social, uh, uh, um, uh, 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 not referral network. What am I looking for? Uh, Community or or just, Mm. you know, really learning the act of, yeah, French, yeah how, how to meet people, uh, to, to go out, you know, step outside of your shell, work on stuff collaboratively, it's a team project, things like that. Like, do I think the X's and O's of what I learned, I particularly apply today? No, I don't think like what I learned in the book helped, but I do think the process of 
being disciplined, doing work, turning it in on time. I do think the process of meeting random people, having to work with them or making friends or being thrown onto a university and living on your own. Like I think all of that and then having the structure of clubs or intramurals or the, the gym that all the people in your same, you know, same time of life. Like I think that's incredibly, incredibly valuable and powerful. Um, and that's not me arguing that, that you can't go to, a, you know, you know, I'm with ASU. I didn't go to the executive, exa, you know, Arizona state, the, 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 the best, you know, academic institution as well. So I'm not naive. If I went to a Harvard, maybe it's a different story, but, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it, it, it's tough and it gets tougher and tougher. I think as things move virtual as, uh, you know, knowledge and things transfer at such a quick rate, you know, so the professor that wrote a book three years ago, like, is that stuff still relevant today? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. So I, I, I see an emerge of a lot of trade schools coming up. So whether it's mm. being a data scientist or you go to a trade school for X, Y, Z, or, or being me okay, being more okay to not go to school. And I'm not necessarily saying mm. to do that or not, but I know for me, and when I look back, like I probably would have been frowned upon if I didn't go to college because everyone in my high school, literally 99.9%, I think there's one person that didn't, that went straight into the workforce. Like yeah. it would have felt weird and been weird. Like you could make a solid argument that if I just got into sales right away at, at 15, that I would, you know, I'd be further along in my career right now. I don't know, you know, and, and I guess, you know, you know, hindsight's 2020, 20, of course, and everyone's got to make their own judgment on their end. There's the costs that come with it too, as well that, you know, do you want to be in $50,000 of debt? Like in three button clicks, like I look back on that, like I clicked fucking four buttons and I had 50 grand in credit card or not, excuse me, in student loan debt. Yeah. And it's like, that's fucking crazy, you know? And it's like, it, was it worth 50 G's? Like I actually do think so, but because of the intangibles, not the, not the, not what I actually learned in school. Absolutely, Anthony. And, and I like how you kind of broke it down even further there. Uh, and, and in terms of the entrepreneurship bug, did it kind of develop in your junior, senior year? Or did you always grow up? You always had a passion for entrepreneurship? Not really, honestly. I love to talk to people. I love, okay. I love to be around people, uh, which I think translated to like, I like to make people happy, which was sell them good shit is like how it morphed. Like I liked selling. Now I love selling because I I firmly believe the shit I'm selling helps people. So I'm really just like, I'm helping the shit out of people and like they're idiots for not buying my shit. Like basically like yeah. my, maybe that's my fucked up reality, but that's like, that's like, so it, it's a blast for me. Cause I feel like I just talk to people all day. I talk to my team all day. I hang out with them all day. I get to bond with them on a common goal. Like I feel like I'm on a sports team more than like an entrepreneur. And it's like, I had a buddy of mine, I think my sophomore junior in college that was like, Oh, you're not, you're not going to work for yourself. I mean, sorry, you're not, you're not going to work for somebody else. Like, mm. And I was like, like, he saw that in me before I saw that in me. Like, I wasn't like, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. Like, I don't want to work for someone. Like, he's like, dude, you're not going to work for someone. And I was like, huh. And then like a few years later, like, I was like, dude, remember when you said that to me? He's like, yeah. He's like, I saw it. Like, I just saw it. And I was like, damn, that's so cool that someone else saw that in me before I even saw that in me. So short answer, I did not grow up like, you know, slanging newspapers as a four-year-old, you know, you hear people like, like, you know, oh, I, you know, I was born with entrepreneurial bug. Like, no, I, I, not at all. I, 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 I literally, I joke, like I built myself into a really a contractor, like to my own, like I brought, I brought as much like enough part-time work to eventually create my own job, which was in the free that I want. I didn't have to come to an office. And that was like, that was a win for me. I was like, fuck yeah. And then, you know, everything else on top is kind of either, you know, gravy or, or, you know, I, I guess a curse for better or worse, you know, it's like, we got busier and then hired on one, two, three. And now, now we're, you know, 30 plus employees and, uh, wow. you know, a, a good size, good size company we run. And, uh, and, but it's, uh, again, for better or worse, there's positive and negatives with, with scaling and growing a company. But, um, yeah, to answer your question, no, I, 
I, I don't think at the age of three, I was like, I, everyone was like, this, this is the next Elon, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I love people like, yeah, I was selling, you know, candies to, to my kid right. or my friends yeah. in, in elementary school. Or I have a lemonade stand or I was For doing sure. like newspaper routes or whatever. Yes. Yeah, I, I didn't have any of that. I just play, I like playing sports. So, I mean, business kind of feels like a sport to me in a lot of ways, right? It really is a team sport. And uh, uh, especially when you start looking at it like that, motivating people the right way you know, getting in the gym, practicing, you know, putting in the hard work, effort, things like that, you know, and it's, uh, you know, every day really feels like a, a game, a game for me, like coming into a sport. So I really take a lot, handling adversity, uh, loyalty to your team, like all these, all these, these things that I, I think, you know, you learn in sports or, or I did at least. And, you know, I really get to, I feel like now instead of playing basketball, it's, I'm playing business and it, and it feels really good because it feels like I'm, I'm playing on the same, you know, with the, with the same ball, with the five people in the court and all that stuff. It's just mm. in, a, in a different mechanism and it, it, it feels good. So I, I feel like I'm more playing a sport all day long than I am, you know, running a business to be honest. That's fun. That sounds a lot yeah. more fun. <laughs> yeah, it is. And, and so take me through um, in terms of working and shadowing, if someone were to kind of follow that route and, and pick whatever industry they choose to go into or yeah. they magically find someone playing basketball on the 2 right. p.m. and they, they want to shadow them and they say yes. Uh, what would be, I guess, the, the, the biggest takeaway from shadowing someone and, and what should people really focus on during that process? Yeah, I, I, think, I think a couple things. One is I learned something later in my life that I wish I could tell my younger self. And what that was, was not that I'm, I'm old or anything, but, um, uh, you know, my teens, I, I wish I, I felt like a leech in a mentor or a mentee role. Like I felt like the, my, I was leeching off my mentor, like, gimme, gimme, gimme. And as I got older, I started realizing there's a reciprocal value and benefit to a mentor mentee role. And what it is, is it's like me doing this podcast. You asked me, you asked me to do this. And I don't make any money off this. I, I'm actually losing money doing this. Uh, but guess what? For me, this is my biggest payday of the day. This is better than making another hundred bucks, thousand bucks, ten thousand bucks. You know, along the way, it's, it's you. You see a part of yourself in someone else, and you say that feels good to help that person bring them up. And you also maybe remember the people that brought you up. And it's like realizing that if I could have told myself that, I would have been reaching out to so many fucking people to say, hey, and. And not everyone's going to have that viewpoint that, you know, I was like, yeah, let's do this thing, you know, and, and um, not everyone's going to be down for that. But the ones that are, are going to be, you know, really good mentors. And in my opinion, are they going to be the right people you want to talk to because they, they know where you're at and they want to help you pull you to that next spot and they see themselves in you. So that's one over high arching lesson. I would say someone looking for a mentor is like, there's actually a reciprocal benefit of you too, of you find of that mentor working with you. Uh, and the right ones will realize that too is, Really, it comes down to really uh, convincing, in my opinion, once you've, once you've found those people, convincing them that you're not going to waste their time, right? Like mm. we came on here and, and you're like, so what's up? Tell me about you. And, and I'd be like, dude, I'm never going to fucking talk to this kid again. Yeah. You know, versus, you know, you're like, hey, I, I, I researched you. Um, I've got, you know, I wrote down these questions. Um, and then you hit me up in a week and you go, hey, that one thing you said, I actually applied it here. Like, Dude, guess what? If you hit me up again, you're like, hey, can we hop on a call? I'm trying to figure out how to get my ads going. I'd be like, yeah, dude, let's screen share. Let me show you, you know, how, how we run ads six figures a day. Like, and you're like, oh shit, I'm spending a hundred bucks a day, you know, like, yeah, because you, you didn't waste my time. And I, and I think, you know, making that very clear to a mentor out of the gate. I even used to say that when I would reach out to people on LinkedIn or their Instagram or still do, I still reach out to really high level, level pe people. I've got to meet with Damon John from FUBU, things like that. Wow. And, uh, and um, it's really just that it's, it's, Hey, I, 
I, this is why I chose you type of thing. Like, Hey, I, you know, I, I'm really a big fan of your X, Y, Z thing. Mm-hmm. Um, here's what I'm up to. And here's where I am today. And, you know, really that last line of, of, you know, I, I really pride myself on implementing what, uh, what, what is, what, you know, the lessons that I learned from my mentors and, and, and you know, I'm not going to waste your time. And however you want to say that type of thing, yeah. I think really for me has been the biggest hit point with getting really high level mentors to, to chat with or have conversations with, um, is, is, is been huge. And the last point I'll say is actually identifying those people. It's, it's really, you know, you just find someone who is where you want to be. So for me, it was a guy playing basketball on midday on a Tuesday. So I, I, th- yeah. that's all I, I didn't need to know that he was a real estate guy or an internet guy. Like yeah. he was where I wanted to be. So looking at who is where you want to be. So if that's driving a fast car. Cool. Uh, if that's, you know, someone who's got a big team, cool. If that's someone who's a great philanthropist, great. If it, you know, whatever that is, those are the people that, that I, th- I think it becomes a lot clearer to be like, who do I want to reach out to and chat with? And, and ultimately I would, I would put a ton of feelers out and then, and then, you know, you know, whoever, whoever, uh, you, you know, you, you vibe with the most or whoever you, you kind of like the direction with, uh, it, it will be best. Cause he wasn't my first mentor by that definition. You know, I had my basketball coach was a huge mentor for me and taught me a bunch of great lessons and he cleaned pools and made, you know, $3,000 a year, uh, 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 being a basketball coach. And it's, it's like, he was my mentor. And at a certain point, like I knew I didn't necessarily want to have that financial outlook or, or work outlook, but he was my mentor up for, you know, four or five years, you know? And, and uh, so mentors can change, shift, mold. You can have multiple along the way type, type of things. Yeah, that, that's, that's really cool. Uh, and then how you broke it down, especially your perspective of that mindset of saying, Hey, it's, it's a reciprocated venture. It's a collaboration versus yeah. always feel like, Oh, like I'm always asking, but I don't know what to give. Um, and for people, I'm just curious to, to see, like, from your point of view, if, if like you're a younger fella and you really, you know, maybe straight out of school um, or starting your first job, you feel like you don't have a lot of skills to offer or a lot of experiences to offer, but you aspire yeah. to be someone, um, would your pitch just be more of, Hey, like, I want to work for you for free or what do you ask them if there's anything that you can help them with? I think first would be a tenacity play. So what I mean by that is, is relentless follow-ups. I think that, that that shows that you've got that spark. Even if you have zero skills, zero experience, that's enough. So I'll give you an example. I had a guy that runs a a really big health insurance company locally here. And um, I, I not, I, I, I found his, I found him online. I hit him up. Nothing. I, I found his email nothing. I got a mutual person to LinkedIn, nothing. Got a mutual person, give me a cell phone, called him, left him voicemails, text him, nothing, nothing. I Facebook messaged him. Finally, I got a response and he goes, you're not going to leave me alone, are you? Ha ha. And he goes, okay. And this was at 1130 at night or maybe even later, 1130 or midnight at night. And he goes, be at my house at 5am tomorrow and you can shout on me for the day. And this is like semi recent. This is semi recent. So I've got a business to run. I've got shit all day meetings, all the shit. It's 11 o'clock at night. The guy lived 45 minutes away. And I was like, I'll be there. I was like, fuck it. I'll be there. And, and, uh, and I did. So on th- four hours of sleep, rearranged my whole schedule. I got there and he, and he, he told me later and I'll, I'll tell you some of the lessons I learned, but you know, he told me later, he goes, dude, I did. He goes, I did not want to fucking get up at 5am. He goes, I was bullshitting. I, he goes, I didn't think you were actually going to take me up on it. I just wanted you to leave me alone. And he, and he really, and, and so I end up at his house. I work out with the guy in the morning. I get to see him do a uh, interview for a, a, a head of chief surgery for a hospital. The guy makes $500,000 a year. So I got to Holy see him interview for that. 
I got to see him. I believe he was on a call with the FDA or like a big regulation agency, like, like a lawsuit I got to listen to. What else? I had like two or three other, like, Oh, uh, like someone in his company was like, uh, like a manager was made, like essentially handled like so many like different things in this day. And you know, do I think I got lucky or blessed? Like, no, I actually think that was fate that all those, like these amazing lessons and things I got to witness and see and spend the day with him. Like, and now he's a good, great friend of mine and he's a mentor of mine still. And, and now it's, it's really weird because it's been a few years. Now we like equally mentor each other. Like now I mentor him in online stuff. He looks up to me on that. I looked at him on how he runs a, you know, a business and scales it and brick and mortar and all this stuff too. So now we're almost like equals in a way, but for a while, you know, it was, it was, he was my mentor. And, um, and that wouldn't happen without that relentlessness. So to answer your question, as far as if you're young, you have zero skill sets, you don't have any experience, you have tenacity and you have time and, and showing people that you're not going to fucking quit until they actually take your call is, is great. I either want someone to either say, dude, fucking leave me alone <laughs> or say, dude, fucking leave me alone. I'll guess I'll fucking talk to you until you leave. And maybe that'll make you leave you alone. And, uh, and, and I think that's a quality that, that a lot of uh, entrepreneurs in general or a lot of successful people really admire in people. That's amazing. That's such a big gold nugget. And again, same for you. Like you live, breathe um, what you preach. So that's amazing to see yourself at, you're at such a high level pulling some multi-millions a year and, and you're still hustling. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think that, I think that, that uh, poor mentality is, is really important. And I think a lot of it comes from perspective. Uh, and so, you know, a lot of people even listening right now, you know, I spent so much time trying to, you know, this is a, a flip on everything we just talked about, trying to find people that were like mentors or great in certain categories. And I didn't spend enough time people, quote unquote, below me or that in need. And so I spent all this time trying to, you know, be around people better and better and better than me. But I really didn't have perspective. You know, I didn't have people that were, that were that to help. And I think that, you know, that perspective of like, dude, just waking up in America today or just waking up actually, you know, even with this COVID stuff going on, even just waking up alive today is a massive blessing. And it's like, that—that th- that is so powerful because now all of a sudden you don't get comfortable because you're like, I'm blessed to be living. Let's fucking get it today. Let's go make it versus I think, I think, uh, you know, uh, uh, staleness or comfortability is the first step towards death. You see it in uh, people's life. You hear a lot of people that just retire um, and then they die really quickly. Uh, I don't know if you've heard that before or, like, or that, that that's a thing, but uh, and it's because I think they lose that purpose or they lose what they're going and they're like, okay, now time to rest. And then they realize that that's not actually the best thing for them. Or you see it on like a blockbuster getting, getting outdated by a red box and then a Netflix and, you know, out of business. And you know, there's multiple, multiple big companies and brands that can point to for that. But I, I think that that waking up every day with that hunger and that passion is, is necessary. I'd say to, to feel alive really more than anything. And, and um, uh, so anyway, that's that's great and and on that note too i want to ask you you know what drives you uh what pushes you every day to get up and do what you do because because i feel like that's amazing especially in a time like this more people need to hear that yeah i, th- I think uh I, th- I think instagram's fucked up a lot of people so i think like like a, lo- a lot of people you know their first want is a you know you want to drive a fast car or you want to live in a dope house or you want to have great girls around your you know if you're a guy whatever that motive is and it's because that's what you see online i think what's really fucked up is a lot of younger people my little brother's 19 and he's going through this for me it was i knew the hard work was there but i didn't know if i could ever make over a hundred thousand dollars and then when i did i was like oh uncharted territory and i didn't know if i could ever make a million bucks and i was like whoa like instagram's ripped that top off and now 
it looks like everybody's a multimillionaire no matter what. And that hard work is the missing piece. So there's a, there's a huge gap. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think, I think, you know, point of me saying that is it's okay if that stuff motivates you today. No problem. To- totally fine. It's not going to be a sustainable source of motivation though. And I, I firmly believe that. And you know, Jim Carrey has a gr- beautiful quote that basically says, because I wish everybody could realize the success, fame, and money they think will make them happy to realize that that's not what it's about at all. And I think what's, if you've ever had a pair of shoes or you've ever had a shirt that you were like fucking jazzed about the minute you had it. And then a week <laughs> later, it was just another shirt right. or just another pair of shoes that that principle of everything becoming relative really plays into here. So I, I think the only way to beat that out without driving yourself depression. Cause I remember when I finally made six figures, I was legit depressed for like a few months because I was like, I hit the goal I wanted and I didn't know what's next. Cause I was like, cause I'm chasing these monetary goals or I'm chasing these, these uh, materialistic goals. And it's like, I, I didn't have that spark anymore. And I think where I rediscovered it and where I hopefully will never turn away from is mm-hmm. something that is much bigger. So for us, like my, my motivation is I want to help people lose weight. I want to help them uh, uh, cure depression, anxiety, suicide, divorce. And you're like, well, how the fuck are you doing that? You know, driving customers online for financial products. Well, financial products are at the top of the list for most of those things as the biggest cause for divorce, suicide, depression, anxiety, obesity is someone's finances. So for me, I really, you know, no pun intended, unlayered the onion here. And I said, okay, I really want to fix someone's finances. And by doing that, we don't, the team doesn't wake up and and go, you know, how how many, you know, uh, people signed up for auto insurance today? We're like, great. How many people do we get in front of? How many people do we help save money today? And by saving money, how many, how many relationships are we helping today? Or how many people during this quarantine are we just giving them something to be happy about, even though they lost their job, that their auto insurance is a little cheaper? Like shit like that. That's the, those are those sustainable. I think you wake up on fire every single day. Mm. No, no matter, no matter what your, what, what your, um, uh, you know, how much you've made or how successful you are, how little you've made or how little successful you are. I think when, when you're going after something much bigger, it's a, it, it's a, uh, it, it really, it becomes a very sustainable source of energy to, to be motivated to get rocking every single day and really make a difference and change in the world. That's amazing. So, so when you, when you got into what you're doing now, you, the motive behind it was just, again, to help people lose weight, conquer depression. And, and how did you come up with this idea from what you were doing with your mentor? How yeah. did you transition into finance and, and, driving traffic to that for for sure and and, uh, you know i i I will be i'm not naive to for me it wasn't necessarily uh something materialistic which is okay if it is i want to say that too i don't want to preach this hippie voodoo shit and someone's like well dude i want a lamborghini and i work 18 hours a day dude there's really nothing wrong with that all i'm saying is eventually that's going to become relative and then you're going to hopefully have to learn that lesson that i had to learn the hard way so hopefully i can kind of you know, you know, buy you some time there on that. There's nothing wrong with that. So for me, it was freedom of my time. So it was, so it was really, I wanted to learn the internet, not to solve depression at the beginning. It was, I wanted to learn it to, so that I could play basketball on a Tuesday again. So that was my Lamborghini. That was my hot girls. That was my, whatever, whatever it is for people's like materialistic why. And that's for some people too. They want to travel. They want to see the world. So for me, it was that flexibility of time to not have to be in an office. Um, that was my why. And so I started there. So I started learning the internet because at the time, and it's not, you know, this is almost 10 years ago now, 
you know, it's not remote work from home wasn't as common, things like that, that it's going to be now. And it's funny that this interview in a year or two now, people will be like, I don't get it. Like we're all working from home, you know, like why, <laughs> but like back then, like all everybody, I didn't even know you didn't go to a nine to five and see, I thought that's what everybody did and you had to go that way. So that was my why. And, 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 and that, that, that's, that's what, you know, not forced me to, but, but motivated me to, to sit in front of a box, a computer that I, I hated sitting. I love talking and being around people to learn that stuff because I, I wanted that flexibility to be able to do that. So that's, that's where I started, you know, just learning internet marketing. Then I started bringing on clients and started bringing on consulting work, project work. And again, and, and that's where I now had the flexibility. I had the income to support myself. And, and now I, now I molded into like, Oh, I'm helping these small businesses grow. Like I'm helping employ their teams and their employees. So that became my why at that point. It was like, wow, like still, I want to hang on for dear life. This flexibility, that was still my why. And then it was now I want to help these small businesses grow. Like, this is so cool on how many customers I can drive today. I remember I used to like, even when I had like three or four clients, I remember like adding up the number of contacts and phone calls I drove them in a day. And I was like, that's so sick. Like I, I helped like 50 people get in touch with these companies today. Like, that's so awesome. And then what does that work to them? I was like, Oh my God, I made them this much money. Not because I was greedy. I was like, that's so fucking sick. I'm like actually you know, doing something to, you know, make the, make the businesses grow. Like that's so cool. So that was my why. And then, you know, it morphed and morphed and morphed. And then it became, okay, well, let's just focus on a specific niche because we can scale, let's productize it. So now we sell a, a customer versus, you know, pay me five grand a month to do your SEO or to do your mm. Facebook ads or something like that. So those were all along the way. And to now I'm blessed. I'm not scared that I'm ever going to go back to, you know, the flexibility. I'm like, got it. I, I, I feel I'm like, that's not necessarily my why anymore. Although I enjoy the shit out of it still. And I probably should think back to those early days because that would help probably fuel me even more to be like, fuck, this is sick. But yeah. now, you know, now it's molded into, it's like, okay, I, I, a check mark, I, I got my Lamborghini, which was, which was, you know, flexibility. And, and then I, I did, I bought some materials and I bought a nice sports car, I bought a McLaren all these, and I'm like, cool. The relative got it. Went through that depression site, not depression, but low cycle where it's like, where's, why am I even doing this shit? Like I accomplished everything I wanted to do to now it's like, got it. This is what I need to hang on to. And it's like, that's, that's what I want to take off. So I want to, I just want to make it clear if you're sitting there and you're not like, well, I want to solve world hunger. It's okay. You know, it's okay if, if, if you want a nice car and that's your why today, just knowing along the way it may change and being okay with that and being prepared for that and kind of thinking through that. And, and maybe my why at the beginning would have been to help people, you know, get, lose weight or to do this or whatever it was. And, you know, the, the, the vehicle to get there can be funny sometimes driving someone to save on their auto insurance is a very funny way to help uh, people lose weight. And it's like, you would seemingly not connect the dots there. But for me, it was putting more money in their pocket, allowed them to eat better or not have to work a second job so they can actually work out. Like that was my, my vehicle to get there. So just, just being open to whatever that vehicle is to whatever your calling is or your why, and that could change along the way is totally okay. And totally cool. That's awesome, man. I love it. I love how, how your why shifted and it's okay to, to want materialistic goods and all that, but just know listen to the signs and you'll adjust as you go accordingly for sure that's awesome that's awesome and okay in terms of lead generation right because i guess when you started 10 years ago uh probably like i'm assuming google was big like SEO google, was, or- google was cheap and big i was one of the first advertisers on facebook actually funny enough you used to really target, you said it was just the the the, the uh sidebar display yeah. ads and you would just select the uh, pages, page likers you wanted to target. So you would target fans of Oprah Winfrey 
and you put it in there and you write up that you put the little square image and you write the little headline and description and boom that was it now there's fucking you know uh, people would laugh at that now yeah <laughs> so so given what you know now in in the internet marketing space um for for someone that's you know maybe a small business owner or, or an entrepreneur that that wants to learn about this and and have the freedom uh where do they start learning given what you know now like what would you tell them yeah a couple things i think something i did well and some things that i would change if i went back uh one thing is um realize a couple things this, this isn't for everybody so this isn't taking shots to anyone a lot of times someone who's a guru is teaching because they can't do so that's a really important lesson so a lot of people are if like i don't have a course because i'm too busy making money doing what i'm doing versus mm. teaching people what i'm doing so if my business was teaching people how to do shit, that's my business my business is actually running ads and doing ads so who who would you rather learn from and that's not and it makes it tough because I'm not openly out there like, yeah, pay me to consult or let me do, I'm like, I'm busy doing my shit. Like you really got to pull on my ear like you did in order to do that. And the me, you know, whatever that is in any applicable way. So um, with that being said is, is, is there's a, a Facebook ad buyers group um, is a group on Facebook. That's a great one to learn a lot of info. You see a lot of people contributing for free on there not pushing a course or anything like that. Those are people I would definitely hit up and I would message and say, can I pay you for some of your time? If you don't have money, can I take some of your time? If I, if you don't, have, if you don't, you know, if, if they don't want that, can, can, you know, send them a question, one question, very specific. Say, Hey, here's the challenge I'm, I've got, you know, any advice, I'd really appreciate it. Like that kind of stuff that those are people that aren't necessarily, you know, gurus and are doing it and are helping. So Facebook ad buyers groups, a great place. Secondly, at least my journey, it doesn't mean this applies and feel free to apply this. How, however, you know, anyone listening wants to, but for, for my journey, it was, you know, this isn't politically correct to say, but it was playing with other people's money. So it was bringing someone on as a client. They were right. paying me to learn. So at the beginning stages, you know, a company would spend a thousand bucks a month on Facebook ads, 500 bucks, 200 bucks a month on Facebook ads. And they'd pay me a hundred bucks, 200 bucks to manage it. But shit, I would have done that shit for free because I was playing with their money and trying to learn as I was doing. And I really think, you know, you can read all day long. You can talk to people and stuff. What you really learn is you, you learn by getting reps in and by doing stuff. You know, and, and it's, um, uh, you know, I, I think it's, I think it's really important. I, you know, I, I, I remember when I was, when I was single trying to talk to girls, <laughs> I, was, I was reading stuff and I'm watching videos and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm just learning. I'm learning. And eventually I was like, yo, dipshit, you gotta go fucking talk to a chick in order to get <laughs> a girl. You gotta actually approach someone. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, so that, that principle I think applies in a lot of different things in life where it's like, you gotta start doing it and it's really cool when it's not, it, you know, your, your risk is mitigated. And for me, that was someone spending money and me being like, Hey, can I manage your ads? I, I can, I think I can do them a lot better when really I was like, I'm figuring this shit out on the fly and I'm doing it with their money, you know, type, type of thing. And then the kicker would be if they're paying me to do it with their money, then it was really, it was really, I was like, this is fucking in, perfect, you know? And, uh, but I would have done that shit for free because I'm, I'm playing with their money. That's brilliant. That, that's and And you mentioned Facebook, um, and, and before that, I want to touch on the guru part because I feel like that's a really big misconception that people have nowadays. There's a bunch of yeah. internet gurus out there showing off their whips, their lifestyle traveling, and they're selling you this course. And um, it's great that, you know, someone like yourself can, can bring light to this and just say, hey, like, I'm really busy with my own shit. Like, I don't got time to, to do all that, right? So 
<laughs> yeah. puts things into perspective there. And, and there, there are some great ones too. I, I don't, I don't want to knock on that. I just, I, I, I do just, you know, not take shit for gold and someone just because they, you know, you, you find out a lot of people with the picture from a Lamborghini rented it. And right. you, find out, you know, uh, like you, you just start real, real and, and I guess there's some value in the fact they're even doing that. There's some, there's lessons to be learned there, I guess, too. fake it till you make it kind of stuff. But, um, you know, I, I see some people that spend like thousands of dollars on courses and there's some really good ones out there. And then there's some really, you know, people that don't actually know what they're talking about. So right. again, that's not me taking a shot at anybody. I've, I've had some unbelievable courses I've taken consulting who just say, I wouldn't just blindly fall into it. So just cause the guy, doesn't have four hot chicks in front of a mansion <laughs> Lamborghini doesn't mean he knows what he's doing. Right. Uh, type of thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. Just to, to be more conscious, uh, you know, when you pick your mentors and who you decide to learn from before you just commit to it because you were sold on the dream or the vision and all that. Um, 100%. And, and just to give people some perspective, cause, cause I know it's kind of hard for me to, to just ask you like, like a, like a general question, like, Oh, like, you know, where, where would I start? But um, if, for example, for, for real estate specifically, because I'm a realtor, um, from your point of view, if, you know, if I come from a background of not knowing how to do any online advertising, you know, ads at all or Google or SEO or whatever, sure. um, and because of COVID or because of the, the, the special times right now, I'm forced to change and adapt and, and go online. Um, what, what's the second best thing to hiring someone to do it? <laughs> yeah I, I, and honestly even if you said you had the the money and resources to hire it i think you want to know everything well enough to hire for it it's like a great lesson i learned like wow. i didn't know how to i didn't know how to code at all mm. but i know it a three out of ten which to me is good enough to hire for it doesn't mean i'm great at it or perfect or that i'm gonna hit 100 percent. but if i had no fucking clue how to code it would be i could it'd be really tough to, to identify a great developer in my opinion, that's, that's everyone's, everyone's journey or not or anything. So it, it, even if you said, you know, where do I go hire someone? I would say you need to launch some ads yourself. You need to play with it because a, you're going to know your target audience and messaging better than anybody else. Mm -hmm. The congruency in the sales cycle for yourself, because they're going to be talking to you is there. And then see, you're going to, if at a minimum, 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 you're going to have more respect for the person actually doing the work, actually doing the stuff. So I have much more respect for my bookkeeper because I did bookkeeping at one point. Mm. And I was like, fuck this versus someone who might look at bookkeeping on their, their P and L as you know, a wasted expense or they're like, what the fuck do I even need this for? Who cares about, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Type of stuff. Yeah. So, or what are they even doing? 20 hours. What the hell are they even doing for 20 hours? I thought the shit just came how it did, you know? So if nothing else, you can get more of a respect, but to answer your question, where to start. So there's a great book. It's called utility. It's Y O utility. And uh, it's, it's about a decade old, but I still think the principles apply. Uh, so tactics change strategies stay the same in my opinion is like, is like the lesson here is like TikTok is different than Snapchat running ads is different than Facebook, but the strategy is still the exact same overall. So learning the strategies I think is where you make, you make real wealth. Uh, what is it? Tactics make you rich strategies, make you wealthy is the, is the term. Um, but the point of the point of it is there's a lesson in there actually of a realtor. And um, what she does is her business is really struggling really bad. And she says, well, what do I know really well? She goes, well, I, and how to be a mom. Mm. So she goes on into a Facebook group of moms in California or wherever, or LA or wherever she was. And uh, she starts giving a ton of advice to new, it's a new parent group. And she starts mm. giving a ton of advice in there. Guess what? When someone has a kid, they probably want to be in a bigger home eventually very quickly. So they need to upsize their home. 
And by her giving that advice, she's building the trust. She's niched down. She's the industry expert in mommy advice. Oh, and by the way, she's a realtor. Is mm. and it's and it's the you know call it like a, a a one out of four ratio of of value to I'm a realtor type of stuff. And her business, like in the book, I forget like five or six x like in twelve months, just by focusing on giving free value on how to be a mom. How the fuck does that relate to realty? And it does because we just said people want to upsize their home. She's now. She, she's, you know, she, she's giving value. So I guess the, the lessons are niched down to a specific audience Got and it. have messaging to a specific audience. So for you, it might be, or, you know, it might be a, uh, you know, you focus on people's first home that are in their twenties that are the same nationality as you that live in the area. And, and, and you just get on there and you're like, Hey, you know, if you're, you know, whatever nationality you are, uh, and, and you know, and you're, you're a 20 year old male, like, and, and you're really trying to figure out how to own your first home. Like I, I've got the, I, I'm the guy. And you're like, if I'm you're scrolling through Facebook and I see that, I'm like, well, I'm 20s. I'm the same nationality as you. I was thinking about a house. Yeah. What, what, you know, what, I mean, listen to this guy type of thing. And, and you got to realize you need to be more relevant than my mom, my girlfriend, my best friend on my Facebook newsfeed in order for me to pay attention to you. If that's where you're running ads type of stuff. That's true. So, so thinking through that principle of how do you become super relevant to me while you talk into my demographic and my life situation and where I am today? Like, are you afraid that, you know, COVID's not, not, you know, uh, not, not going to be allowed you to get in your house? Well, did you know actually that COVID is allowing people to get in with the best rates of all time? Prices have dropped. If you're trying to, you know, get a, be a, a buyer, mm. I'm just making shit up at this point, but yeah. essentially just, just really talking to that demographic. And then you're targeting that specific demographic. You're targeting people, your nationality around your age, live in your area that are males. And just by the nature of just being hyper-focused in a, in a, in a set and your, your message, your ad messaging, your website, your video, your image, whatever that is, all plays into that hyper-focus. You're, you're going to be a big, big fish in a small pond. And I think, I think that strategy is very important for someone just starting out versus, you know, everyone talks about their office cat or they're like, I'm the great realtor. Like if you literally said you're a great realtor for men that are 20s that are your nationality, you'd automatically at least get some ears to perk up because you're relevant to their life, you know? Right, right, right. That's amazing. Being hyper-focused. And on that note too, it, it always, it kind of seems like content is just as important as running ads. Uh, but it, in terms of creating content, do you create content for the ads or do you just try to give as much value to the, your niche and where your expertise could potentially help out other people and just not expect anything in return? Yeah, I, th I think there's a, I think there's a science to it and an art, I guess, in between, right? So first mm. I think is a hook. So you have to grab their attention. So, Hey fucker, like that, like you're like, what's up? You know, like grab your attention real quick on an ad versus like, here's how a lot of people start. Bling, 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 bling. Anthony's realty. Da, da, da. Hey guys, Anthony here. Five seconds. You've already passed it by. You know what I mean? Like that, that's most ads. So realizing just the, the structure, hook them real quick. Like dream home 30 seconds away. Like you're like, you don't always have to yell or snap or stuff, but like whatever that value prop is to get them, that's what I would lead with. So the value prop right away, boom, hooks them. Then I would say talk in terms of uh, um, them psycho like deep psychologically routed. Mm. Like if you knew that your 20 year old guy was getting a house because he wanted to impress a girl, like I'm just making shit up here. Let's just say you were car, you were selling cars. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, like, 
Hey, tired of not getting that, you know, tired, tired of not picking up the chicken in your car and feeling like a loser at home every Saturday night or going home empty handed on a Saturday. Like, Whoa, you're like, you're like, I don't know whether to say fuck you to this guy or be like, dude, this guy read my mind type of feel like, right. That polarization, like how do you know? that polarization at least gets someone to pay attention. Right. Like even, um, that polarization. So I would say hook number one, number two, understanding psychologically where they are. So not, we've got the best deals around town for our BMWs or, you know, get 10% off this weekend talking psychologically again too. like, want to feel like you're like a dad providing for your family, you know, and having your, your kids be safe in a minivan and not be worried about them dying. Like, you're like, Whoa, like, okay, I'm listening. Tell me more, you know? And then, yeah. and then either the value there, but the, you know, add the value as well too. So, you know, here, here's, here's what I do. Here's what I focus on. Here's where we are. You know, here's a tip when you're going to buy a car and you just give some money tip, you know, they really try and fuck you on the back end through the financing. So make sure blah, blah, blah. Most people don't tell you this. Like, all that one, two, three, and then the call to action is very important too. So the last thing I'll say is a lot of people will do like a cat that they light on fire in the office and they're like, look at fluffy running around like, yo. And, and then that's the ad. And there's no <laughs> call me click, come here, come get, you know, so that call to action is very important too. It's like, if you and I were like, let's grab dinner. You're like, yeah, let's do it. Like, cool. We're probably never actually we may or may not. Be yeah. I was like, Hey, you know, let, you know, some of your, you know, I'm telling you what to do. Some of your schedule. What, what, what does your Friday look like tomorrow at noon type of stuff? Like, yeah, yeah. you're like, Oh, I'm down. So that same principle of like, you know, call me now, call me today or, you know, click here or come here is very important too. So the value is of course important, but there's also the science to, again, grabbing them in attention to everyone, listen to the value, speaking to them psychologically on their pain points value and then call to action or somewhere and, you know, mix through it out there somewhere as well. So it's very important that a lot of people drop the ball on as well too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm curious to find out like how you're able to present and, and catch people after you hook people, right. Again, real estate isn't necessarily attractive, right? Like mortgages are necessarily attractive or, or appealing or applies to people. There's only a certain percentage of people that are actually looking for that right now in the market. So how do you make that value more applicable to the general public instead of just, Hey, like, Oh, click here for the market update. Well, I'm not like sure. looking for a home. Like, okay, next. Right. Or something like so that. You're, so play with me here. So your target market is someone looking to buy a home. Yeah. Or, or sell. sell. Yeah. Okay. So let's go sell. Okay. So why would somebody right now, even if the general 10 out of 10 people said bad time to sell, why would it be a good time to sell? It would be a good time to sell because inventory is, is low, very low in my area, right? Which means, which means what? Which means you have less competition. Which means? Which means you get more price, higher price. Right. So when they get higher price, what can they do? They can then take that money and then they can upsize or buy a bigger house or go on vacation or do something else with that money. Sick. So my, in terms of that, yeah, it is now is the time to get more money for your home so that you can get even a better house than you would have at any other day of the year, other than literally in May of, of 2020, this is where you will get the most for your home because blank, 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 everything, the value, the education because of blank, blank, blank. But the value prop at the beginning is you, you having stacks of cash going like this in the screen and saying, you know, how, how, how about it? What if I told you you could get 10 to 20% more for your house in May of 2020 than you would have any other month in the last five years? And you're like, maybe I should start thinking about selling my home. You know what I mean? Maybe it is. Yeah. So you've, you've, you've hit the reservation dead on, which is it's not the time to sell. 
nobody's buying, but you're basically saying that now is the time to sell because they're gonna, mm. this is actually the best time to sell. There's never been a better time to sell because of that reason. And that's the beautiful thing about sales is there's always a, a flip, a, a script you can flip and sell. Like there is some, some value prop right now that stands out versus any other time. Even if it's, you know, hey, this is the time to sell because you're not gonna have a bunch of tire kickers coming through your home to, <laughs> yeah. to view it. You're going to have people that only contact you for the right thing. So you're not going to have to set the house up and stage it and be on call for people to come through. Like, Oh my God. Like if you've ever been through that, it's the worst thing ever. You know, like even if that is the value prop, there is some benefit to selling right now. And it's just finding that amplifying it to the moon and then really put it in people's face again, cash fucking throwing it at the screen. Yeah. And, you know, the, 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 yeah the, this, this is the time where you're going to get the most cash for your home. And then flip, hold up a picture of a fucking multi-million dollar house. This is the house you would have got if you sold two months ago, or if you sell in a month from now, this is the house you'll be able to get if you sell now, like mm. that kind of stuff. It's like, like, Oh shit. I want that house. I've seen it visual. I hear what he's saying. What he's saying makes sense. He explained it. Let, let me at least talk to this guy. Let me just see what the hell I can get for this house type of thing. That's amazing. Anthony. Wow. That's powerful. Cause a lot of people are just throwing again, just, they don't really talk to the demographic or really narrow down their audience. They're just talking to everyone. And they're like, Oh, uh, you know, market update for, you know, Vancouver. And people yeah. are like, uh, okay, that's who or gives click a fuck. Here. Yeah. yeah. Who gives a fuck? Like, Oh yeah. Like click here for a call free home evaluation. But it's like, who gives oh, a why? Yeah. yeah. Like why? So why? That why, like, that why you just did and what I did with you. Yeah. I try and do that five times. So yeah, I want to get, you know, get a free market update. Why? Well, because you can learn what's going on in your neighborhood. Why do, why, or why do they care? Because of the, why, why? And then all of a sudden now you're down to, you said they're going to get a doper house. Like that's sick. I would have never thought of that. Like I would like to put in my face. Yeah. This is the house you get now four yeah. bedroom with a pool with this. This is the house you'll get in a month. If you wait. Yeah. Holy hell. I, I, I dude, I, I, I want to talk to you now. I'm like, dude, talk, show me how to get this. Like, so now you're talking in terms of what actually they want. If mm. don't give a fuck about a market update. Mm-hmm. They give a shit about getting a doper house. And if the market update is what, you know, helps them get to here, that's cool. Then you say, you know, get this by getting my market update. That's totally fine. Mm-hmm. But the, the market update to stay tuned to who fucking cares. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. That's powerful, Anthony. Wow. And, and again, just to dumb it down for people, there's so many platforms out there. Do you still think Instagram and Facebook is still the most dominant and relevant? And also how much like money do people need to get started? Cause you know, obviously you guys are throwing like six figures a day. People are like, I don't got that money. Like, yeah, of course. Yeah. And, and I only say that to build credibility, not, not because I think you need to start there. I mean, we started, I spent $75 in a day and I made, I made a hundred and I was like, fuck yeah. My, my lunch is paid for. Like <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, uh, and, and you can start there and ultimately, you know, more people will start, you will lose money. Mm. along the way, uh, which is okay. Cause you're learning and theoretically gaining traction. So if you're saying long-term, you need to figure out this internet thing, you need to invest mm-hmm. in it. So that's mm-hmm. another problem is a lot of people put 20 bucks in and they'll boost the posted office cat and they'll say, and I didn't close a house. Well, how much does a house work to you? Six grand in commissions. Yeah. Okay. I think you can spend a little bit more than 50 bucks on trying to figure out something that can get you six grand eventually. I'd yeah. argue you could spend probably two times, whatever one sale is is a great benchmark to, to, to spend before you're like, hold on, let's, let's relook at some shit. So for you legit could be fucking 10 grand. Mm. And you're like, I don't have that fucking money. Like I'm not necessarily telling you to do that or not. I'm just saying like one deal out of this internet 
option that you're going for is yeah. worth, again, I'm just making up numbers, five grand to you. Yeah. So yeah. That, that it's, it's worth putting that money towards it. So to answer, to answer your question, best place to start, I still do believe is Facebook, Facebook okay. and Instagram. I think there's more inventory right now than ever, meaning more people are spending more, I'll talk in terms of real estate, people are spending more time than ever on their phone. So there's more inventory to sell. Mm-hmm. There's less competition because advertisers that like a brick and mortar are not running ads. So I'm right. getting discounted costs right now. And I've got a chance to get in front of more people that otherwise didn't spend as much time on Facebook. Huge opportunity time right now. So uh, that's the platform I would start at. If you said, where's the best place to start? Uh, retargeting is great. If people don't know what retargeting is, is it uh, essentially someone comes to your website, you're able to tag them and then follow them everywhere. So if you've gone to like Nordstrom or BMW and you've seen like the purse follow you around everywhere, yeah. the shoes, I mean, like, these people are spending hundreds of thousands of dollars. Holy shit. It's actually very, very inexpensive because they've, basically tagged you and said, I want to continue to stay in front of this guy. Mm. So, uh, you know, bucket him differently. And it's actually very, very cheap to do that. But it gives you, if nothing else, a bigger than life effect. So for yourself, maybe we're not looking to, you know, close a listing off this internet stuff. Maybe looking to get a referral out of it. Maybe you're looking down the line somewhere. Maybe you're, you're looking to uh, stop someone from having buyer's remorse working with you. So you, you sign someone, but then they see your face everywhere. And they're like, damn, I really did get the best realtor. This dude really pumps it you know like maybe those intangibles are the win out of the gate and maybe it's 50 bucks a day yeah maybe it's it's 25 bucks a day to start right when you're starting to get indicators meaning people are clicking back to your website or maybe somebody actually did fill out a contact form things like that those are those are leading indicator wins to an actual list thing and i would i would very quick i would look to see okay what segment like i just gave you the one silly example before what messaging actually got someone to fill out my form. Okay, let me maybe kill some of this money and put some more money into this guy because it's kind of working. Let's mm-hmm. just see if we can get data faster, meaning more contacts, meaning eventually, you know, you need five, 10, 15 contacts to turn into a listing. So instead of dragging that out over four, you know, four years, you're able to drag that out over a month or two, you know, and you start saying. So um, yeah, I mean, short, short answer, you know, best case scenario, you spend, I'd say at least one and a half to two times, whatever your lifetime value of your, of one customer is. Is there, yeah. a, good, is there a real good place to start? Yeah. Uh, again, is that realistic? I'm not, I, it's not really a perfect answer. It's not really, Hey, go spend a hundred bucks because if I was on coffee cups and you're a realtor, like, yeah. again, I, I would argue you should be spending more than me because your guy's worth five grand when one customer to me is worth, you know, 50 bucks or something like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and uh, on that note too, you said to always try to do it yourself first, which is really interesting too, because I guess most people would just on the internet marketing side, they want to get your business and for you to help them out here. Um, from your point of view, like when is the, the right time to, to kind of maybe get someone on board with you? Like, is it after you've exhausted, you've tried it yourself, it doesn't work out, then it's time to, to hire it out or, or when would be the best time to, to do that? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a really good, but difficult question to answer because there's, there's no perfection to it. And I guess if I go back to, you know, I, every client, we, when we had the agency, when I was running, when I was doing consulting stuff, everyone I brought on, I wanted them to have tried ads and failed before. Like that was literally like mm. in my target demo, someone had never done ads. I did not want to work with them because they had no respect for it. They didn't, they didn't see the value in it. So they had never gotten the listing off of there. So they don't really know the value to make the, make the investment in it. Uh, they, they, they don't really know how hard it is. They think it's like, well, fucking push this picture to here and get me 
business make me a millionaire it's like oh really it's that easy like why don't you do it idiot yeah. but, you know like so uh, you know that that was important for me and I think for a lot of business owners uh, no matter what size you are it, it's, it's important I think to be a lot more in the pulse of really your sales which is your marketing which is your online ads right now is really that's your lifeblood like I would argue like you know the term sales cures all so even if you're like I'm just good at doing the paperwork on the back end, well, you better for shit have some kind of like input or respect for up here because there's not gonna be any paperwork to do if this doesn't go down. And you know, the, the, you sell anyway, point being is when, when do you hire someone? Oh man, it's, um, it's tough. It could be when it fails. Okay. And it, even if that happens, it gives you a respect for the person coming in and poking holes and being like, Ooh, I didn't think of those things. Or if they said, do these things, and you're like, well, I already tried them or those don't make sense to me. Like, maybe that's your, your shit test to not hire that person mm. um, versus it's like shit you've never seen before. Or, or you're like, Oh, I didn't even know you could do that. Like, that's cool. Like, let's, try, yeah. let's, let's do that. Yeah. Could yeah. Be a good time. Another good time could be you get that first contact form yeah. and you say, got it. Like, I, I think I'm writing the right messaging. Right. I, think I know the right audience to get in front of like, how do I amplify this shit? Yeah. Um, you know, maybe bring someone on there. I would ultimately always be having conversations along the way. Right. Uh, I don't think it's ever a bad thing that they continue looking at, at, uh, you know, vendors that could be doing something better than yourself yeah. or your current vendor actually. And getting, oh. getting second opinions all day long. I don't think there's a problem with that. If you're a, uh, obviously the person running the ads or the ad agency doesn't necessarily want to hear that. But you know, if, if you're asking me, you as the realtor, if you were my friend and I was giving you advice, I would, you want to start today. I would talk to three different Facebook ad guys. I would tell them, give me your whole plan. And then I would go do it. If I were you, I would take out the plan. I'd be like, these make sense. I'm going to go try it and I'm going to fall on my face and, and not do too good. And then I'm going to come back and I'm going to say, Hey guys, I tried it. Like, you know, take a look at what I did. What would you do differently? Or how do you think we really take this? I take all that input, probably go try it again. And then eventually I get to work or I'd fall on my face enough times where I, I eventually run out of like things to do. And maybe you pissed off the people enough to know what, <laughs> you know, you got to go find new people, whatever. And uh, I'm being exaggeratory and funny here, but point, point being is like along that iteration process, somewhere either I've ran out of things to test on my own or I'm ready for someone to take it to the next level and I'm good trying them type of things. But there's, there's really no, no perfect answer. I wish I could be like, yo, the second you're making, you know, uh, two X on your money, get more people or the second you've bled 500 bucks, go get someone else. Like, I think it's a really, you know, it's, it, it depends on the size of the business, depends on your risk tolerance, depends on how involved you want to be with that process. I think it's incredibly important to be involved with, but I'm obviously biased. Um, so anyway, I don't, I don't have a great answer for that. That was, that was my, uh, my attempt at it. No, no problem. That was a, a fantastic answer. And again, you, you realize that the importance that when you're in sales, uh, it's the, the lead generation is the most important thing that people should focus on. And from your point of view too, uh, online, everything is online right now. Uh, mm -hmm. but also from an internet marketing standpoint, like what are some common misconceptions that people outside the industry have and why are some people like hesitant to, to jump on board with this kind of stuff. It, Cause it's, it's amazing. Like it's life-changing. Yeah, I guess. Um, and, and just to reiterate the question you were asking, what, what are some, some of people's biggest reservations? Yeah. Yeah. Misconceptions. Reservations. Oh, misconceptions. Yeah. Uh, misconceptions for business owners. They're going to be a millionaire overnight. So I think you throw up an ad and, and you start sales, start pouring in, you sit back and you go like this. And it's like, Oh, I wish it was that easy. That's, that's a definite misconception. Yeah. Um, another misconception is um you know similar to what you just some of the ones we just tackled where it was it was you know you, you, 
you need to grab people's attention. So it's not always just about adding value. There's, there's other parts to that. And I think a lot of people at first were like, do engaging shit. So they put the office cat again up there and it's like, yeah, you got a lot of likes and comments and cool, but it didn't drive any business. So right. finding that around between that and me going on there and be like, Hey, Anthony's car lot, 10% off this weekend. Come on down. Even that I would argue would actually probably at this point be better than the office cat than a lot of companies <laughs> have, you know, read books, be, be engaging, be, be friendly, you know, type of stuff. And it's like, cool. Yeah. But even this guy fucking pain in the ass sales, you know, like a sales ad is probably going to have a better hit rate than this person, in my opinion. So I think that's a misconception as well, too. Um, the, the millionaire overnight. That misconception. <laughs> um, the, the last one I'd say on the flip side of that is that it is possible to have a machine working in the background. And when you start looking at your website as your 24-7 salesperson, mm. It, it, it's a very powerful unlock aha moment in your head where now wow. it's, 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 it's saying that that is a, that is a salesperson and it, yes, it's digitally get it kind of weird. It's online, but you know, if I were to be a web page, which sounds funny, <laughs> what reservation points do I want to answer? What value props do I want to talk about? What mm. imagery grabs someone's attention? So now all of a sudden you know, it becomes a lot clearer for you know, what you want on your site and it's not necessarily you know, what you would think. And it might be bullets of like, literally, why, why work with me? Why sell your home now? You know, and it's FAQs. And it's like, I bet that that would fucking convert pretty well. I bet you'd get some contacts. You made it very easy and simple. You didn't have this complicated, beautiful looking site that came in from four different angles. It's like, give the people what they want, you know, what they want to hear. Boom, boom, yeah, boom, boom, exactly. Boom. Yep. <laughs> Sign up here. Contact. Fill out the contact form. Why I get you more money, more money for your house than anybody else? It. Why you know like boom and like and then you know I bet that would convert pretty decently. So, anyway, those those are just some quick ones. Love it, Anthony. Wow, thank you so much. You know, I've learned so much about your journey and a lot about sales and 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 what I need to focus on with the online lean generation part. Um, what's next for you? what's your what's your five-year plan or your your future plan and uh yeah yeah i'd say you know right now i joke we're, we're ambulance chasers so people have a financial problem and we we match them with solutions to help them fix that problem um i would say next five years the uh, three to five years my goal will be to get in front of a lot of these problems so to get in front of and arm the you know the 21 year old at coachella that signs up for a uh, a credit card for a free vodka soda, like arm them to know what they're really signing up for. Um, mm. The 18 year old taking out $50,000 in debt with two button clicks. Like I'm not necessarily saying stop that because those are not bad products. I think they are sometimes misleading and vague to mm. be in their favor and not in you as the consumer's favor. So mm. educating you on what the heck actually, you know, 0% interest means or, Got it. You're signing up for a card. My brother signed up for a uh, card at JC Penney's. He thought it was a gift. He thought it was a like a a, a fries card or like a like a, a grocery store loyalty card. It was a credit card, uh, and the the clerk didn't even you know didn't, didn't and he's not dumb, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. Uh, you know at 18. So you know get essentially educating to get in front of a lot of these issues so that we're not just fixing you know you know use the weight loss example. We're not fixing oh. someone who's obese to lose weight. We're helping them you know from a young age be healthy so they can grow up healthy is, is essentially the, the, the goal. That's powerful. Cause I, that, that, I, that reminds me, it reminds me of uh, you did affiliate world Asia 2019. You yeah. just had a play of that, but 
you're essentially you're talking about having another proposition before the call to action like you were giving the succulent example of how that yeah. simple one page or web page of just you know like these are our tips and tricks of how to not kill your succulent defeat like that's that's powerful and that's what you're For doing sure. is the one step before the call to action is boom this is what you really need and it's like wow 100 percent. and you're getting it in front of in front of people at different journeys in their life right because i'm not getting yeah. in front of the 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 person who's in high amounts of credit card debt i'm getting in front of the younger potentially younger individual or person who is thinking about taking out a credit card um so it's it's, it's different demographics different call to action different products mm. different different messaging all that but that that's where we're moving and we'll continue to move the next three to five years to try and reverse that curve of debt in in the states at least and um uh and do it in a preventative way not just a a, a fix it kind of way that's amazing and last but not least, Anthony, where can people reach out to you? How can people find you or be in touch with you if they have any questions about online marketing or life advice or how to pick up chicks or how to get yeah, so, McLaurin? <laughs> so, uh, similar to how you did, I'm, I'm pretty active on Instagram. I try and get back to everybody that shoots me a message, even if it takes me a few days. Uh, like I said, I do this all just to give back for fun. I, I don't, I'm not selling anything or anything. So it's, uh, I'm happy to help any way I can. So any questions you have, feel free to reach out there. Um, or just Google my name and you can just fill it in my contact form. I'm happy to, again, it might take me a little bit of time, but to get back to you on, on any advice or point you in the right direction or experience share, I can, I can lend. Wonderful. Thank you again, Anthony. It has been such a pleasure talking to you and thank you for your time and being on our podcast today. Yeah. Thanks for having me, bro. Absolutely. You take care. See you, bro. Bye. Thank you for listening to the On The Rise podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. The music composition and vocals is done by Graham Best. Your host, of course, is the property shark, Mr. John Lee. Have a wonderful day, and we will, of course, see you next time on our way to the top. Cheers. <laughs>